I don't know if there's like a, a moon cycle or something like that mm. today. The full moon was two nights ago or three nights ago. It was, it was on really a Wednesday. dark. It Wednesday was on the Wednesday. Wednesday or Tuesday. Saturday, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, I was actually sleeping outside last night and it was quite dark. Like all week I felt like the moon was quite bright and big. Um, but last night it was kind of dark. Maybe it was because I was in the mountains and lots of trees. It was hard to see the moon. Um, but on the night of the full moon, I had a fire with a friend outside. And man, was it big and bright. Yeah. It's, it's the, I think it's the Virgo um, full moon where there's a lot of meaning behind that. But I didn't really get into uh, the Virgo researching full moon. Okay. it. Yeah, I don't really know anything about that kind of stuff. Um, there's actually an app. There's an app you can get, and it tells you more details on like moon cycles and and new moons and and manifesting with the moon and moon planting and there's a lot I know I could, to it. I could do like the research or something, but I just don't feel like it. I I do feel um different like where when the moon's big and whatnot. I always take the dog for walks at night or just like spend time outside. Like last night, I went camping. I brought my tent tonight started a fire and just slept outside with just me and the dog. Um, so I'm outside a lot, like at night and stuff. And I do pay attention to the moon and I yeah. do think it does affect people quite a bit. Um, but I don't know like what the Virgo would be. I'm not even really into like the astrology stuff like you are. Oh, I'm so into that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm so into it, but I haven't been following the moon cycles, which is like very important. Um, whenever you want to manifest new, something new in your life and, you go with the moon cycles. So like if there's a new moon, you write down like a list of things you want and then you're like, okay. And then you, when you write it down on paper, visualization and um, vision boards, you know how like people do vision boards? Yeah. So like visualization is like a big key to, to making things happen. Cause you're physically writing it down. You're seeing it happen when you, when you write it down and then like you, you put it, you plant it in the ground and you let it grow like like as it's as it's like a plant huh you're letting your 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 uh, your your desires or your your wants or whatever you want to call it um grow like a plant as the moon is getting bigger so every single day that the moon's getting bigger it's like by the time it's the full moon like there are steps in between the full moon and the new moon. The new moon's usually when the moon is the darkest. And yeah. um, in between Just that... sliver starts coming out. Yeah, so like in between the full moon or, the, or after the new full moon, if it doesn't, has, hasn't happened, then you're supposed to like write things that you think are limited beliefs and you're supposed to burn those away on paper. So like you would write down like, mm. I think this is not, e- this is easy, this is not easy to happen right for example okay. it's like i don't think it's easy to make money fast mm-hmm. and then you burn yeah. that as like a limiting that's kind of a belief. cool that's something i i could see myself doing especially like now with summer starting and having fires and stuff i could definitely see that uh a new moon like with a fire going write down the things that i want to burn away and then plant in the ground the one that i want to grow with the new moon that's interesting yeah i do that i do that i've I never that thought a few about times. doing that before hmm. i did that a few and times it's like it's kind of like what you're saying with like uh um when we journal and you write what you're grateful for it's like um it's like putting out into the world the things that you want to get back in right? yes yeah interesting. you want to you want to manifest more of what you're grateful for so you write yeah. down um, you write down a list of things you're grateful for. Like you don't have to write that that many. You can start off with five a yeah. five a day, and then like and then the next week you'd be like, okay, now I want to do ten a day. And like you don't have to do well, more. what it you does. To, yeah. What it does too is it forces you to really think about what you want and what you don't. And um and I think a lot of people don't even do that, right? Like that's to me the the uh, the benefits of journaling is like really getting a clear idea of what you think and what you want and having like and getting it out right that's the power of speaking too you know i've found a lot having conversations with friends and like it getting deep or or personal 
that after a period of time, like through the conversation, they like realize something of themselves just because they have a, the opportunity to speak, like to get it flowing and to like make it tangible, I guess you could say. And that's what writing things down does. So um, like, I, I just think for myself in the process of that, I don't even just thinking about it now, I wouldn't know what to write down. Like, I, I don't know. But if I was to do this exercise and I'm forced to do it, I would be interested in seeing what I come up with. So maybe I'll do that. You got to yeah, remind me next new moon. Oh, uh, yeah, I will. I will. I'll let you know the okay. day before and the day of because. Uh, I'll pay attention too. like I, I do pay attention to the moon. Um, but I have I'd, actually a, I have an astrology calendar. Okay. So you so can tell like, me the date. Why don't you tell me right now? I could write it down in my notebook. I don't have it right next to me. It's over there. I could tell you later. I'll tell you later. Sure. But like, um, and it's very cool. Very cool calendar. It has like it's so loaded with information. It's really cool. All right. But you well, wanted to talk to about dreams. Well, well, I thought yeah. So well, why don't you kind of talk about what we're gonna? Should you kind of uh, intro the discussion? What we're planning to talk about, anyways? Sure, we can. T- it's about um, we'll today's discussion. Dreams. Yeah, dreams. Uh, how it relates to six senses or or psychic okay. abilities. Yeah. Um, like every every or sense, okay. every sense that the the humans have, like seeing, tasting, touching, feeling, um, or yeah. we want to call a sixth sense, knowing maybe, or like an oracle type of a sense. Um, right. They all have they all have a psychic heightened ability of those senses. Yeah. That's Every right. sense has it. Um, and so, and we're also going to talk about how that links with like dimensions and time, right? Time, space, time and time, space. Yeah. Like uh, I was listening to a lot of what uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, he's like kind of a, like a little role model for me or idol. Yoda? I as. What's huh? his name? Dr. Oh, Dr. Joe Joda? Dispenza. How do you spell Joda? No, Joe Dispenza. Oh, Joe Dispenza. Okay. Yeah. I thought his name was Joda. No. Joe Dispenza. He talks right. about I'll, dimensions I'll that, and, yeah. and quantum physics and, and, my, and matter and mind and matter and stuff like that. So we'll get into that later. Okay. Sounds good. We wanted to start with dreams, though. Um, so anyways, this week, uh, without school going on, my kid has kind of this weird schedule for schooling, but one of her projects that was, um, supposed to happen and is still happening is public speaking. Did you ever do public speaking as a kid? Yeah. Like in school? Yeah, me too. And so she's in grade, um, five and it started in grade four for me anyways. And, uh, she said she had this speech coming up. She wanted to do it on something. She wasn't sure what. Um, So she said she wanted to do it on something important, but also like something uh, big. And she decided she wanted to do it on nightmares. Like she came up with this on her own. And so this whole week we've been, I've been working with her on it. She asked me to work on it with her. And I was very excited too, Um, especially the topic, like nightmares, like wow, this is a pretty interesting topic to bring up as an 11-year-old. So I've been researching um, and thinking about it. And I've always dream journaled, right? Um, Like I keep this this one here like specifically for dreams. I keep it by the bedside and it's pretty, like it's pretty full. I like the cover. Um, But I also sometimes write them just in my regular journals that are lying around. Um, But... uh, I have a lot of nightmares. I don't know about you, but I've had tons of nightmares before. And yeah. I can think of some... What's that? I've, I've had nightmares. Um, I can't really count them, but like, how, like oh, if yeah? I count, they come like, if they come like very frequently or, or if, I don't think they come that often. Like, uh, like dep- I think it depends on the many well, factors, but... Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's the thing. There's so much... We don't really talk much about dreams and stuff like that. And um, it's a big portion of our life, right? Like we're sleep a quarter of the, our life or a third of our life. And uh, dreams have a profound effect on us. Anyways, I've had some pretty intense nightmares. Like in the last couple of years, I've had a lot. I think they kind of come and go. Right now, I'm, I'm not having a lot of nightmares or dreams. Um, so 
we're working on this with Leah, um, and we're talking about one of her first nightmares. Uh, and it's nothing super significant. It was about me. She's laughing about it now. Uh, but when she was a kid, it really scared her. And she went through a lot of uh, times with nightmares where she'd come into my room crying and like unconsolably crying, like like fear, uh, like more than you could, I've seen her in any other situation, right? And she had a lot of them. And um, I'm glad that she like wanted to do this topic on nightmares. Be and she told me, she said she hasn't had a nightmare in years, like, mm. which is good, right? But she is aware of what it has done to her um, or has, you know, caused her to think. And she can think back to her first nightmare. And, um, and so I asked a question on Facebook to people. I said, what's, uh, like, I'm doing this project with Leah. What's your first nightmare just for research work? And a lot of people answered and gave some very interesting first nightmares. But um, I have also had dreams, like, there's one specifically I can think of where angels talk to me and hmm. um you know in a dream you don't really think about you don't think about what's uh rational or or tangible or anything like that right everything is possible in a dream and you believe that and and anything can happen and does happen and it yeah. in the dream you don't question whether that makes sense or not it's very interesting this kind of dream state we go into but um, studying the history of dreams, a lot of uh, um, cultures and ancient religions really figured that uh, angels or God would speak to them in dreams. Like people have predicted things that are going to happen through dreams. Here's an interesting one. When I brought this up, this idea of uh, dreams and nightmares with the friend from school, uh, Santina, who was on here last time. Oh, yeah. Um, she talked about a dream that she had when she was 11. Um, she had a dream of her grandpa falling in the desert and hitting his rock on a head. And she remembers it was a nightmare. She like woke up, she told her parents, they were consoling her, like, don't worry about it. Um, you know, it's just a dream, it's just a dream. And then two weeks later, her grandpa falls in his kitchen and hits his head on the table and dies. Like oh, wow. two weeks later, she was 11 years old. And that's just like one person I know an example of something like that happening. Somebody could say that's a coincidence, but this, but also like just since I've been studying the research on nightmares or dreams in general and how much ancient ancient cultures have always kind of thought that that there's this connection to uh, like an like either God or powers or angels or like spirits um, predicting things or warning them or um, or, like a foreshadow you know, of like uh yeah foreshadowing kind of thing um so i found all that very interesting in that it kind of connects to what we're talking about yeah i wanted to bring because you were mentioning like it like the connection between dreams and archangels or angels um i wrote down a whole bunch of notes on three archangels i didn't get to go i was watching the video while uh we were preparing for this um but okay. three different archangels that might um that that are important all the archangels are important but uh the one that i think is the one that relates to dreams is archangel metatron have you heard of metatron no never yeah that he sounds, sounds like a um uh transformer yeah i was gonna say he sounds like a transformer but it's actually one of the one of the okay. one of the archangels and this is like written in the book of i think it's in the book of enoch um of all oh, the archangels okay. and they kind of got like taken out of I the have bible that somewhere in my library yeah they kind of got taken out of the bible because I've they were it. they were there mm -hmm. was a myth that there was fallen angels uh, and uh, so that's a myth i think i think this um this story from the book of enoch if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure that uh is kind of told in that new movie of noah did you see the noah movie no with uh, Russell Crowe. I haven't seen it, no. Okay, I think they kind of adopt some of these ideas. Cause, okay. Because, uh, uh, have you heard of the Nephilim? No. Okay, the Nephilim, that's, like, this is biblical. There's, in the Old Testament, angels come down and have kids with humans. 
um, and they become giants and heroes of the world. This is Genesis 5, I think. Like, I could pull it up and read it. Um, I know exactly where it is. And they call them the Nephilims. And it's, and it's like a, a creature that's half angel and half human. Like a demigod? And in the book of, kind of like a demigod. And in the book, uh, in, the, in that new Noah movie, I forget if it's called Noah or not, but with Russell Crowe. But they have this weird adaptation of the Nephilim. They're like stone creatures. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw Okay. That. Yeah, so that's like, that's this idea of uh, like a demigod or, or I don't know what you'd call it, but a, a mixture of an angel with a, a human. Yeah. But that, but Metatron, that's what you're saying is. Um, okay, I want to get it. It's like what, what every angel stands for something and they have a yeah. role to play. Okay. Okay. So the angel Metatron or Archangel Metatron is the angel of life. And one of the, one, like, this is one of two angels that was human before they were an angel. So okay. the other angels are just angels. They were never a human. Um, What's the other one that was a human? I think it was, you know? hold on. Let me just make sure I got this right. Yeah. This is for first of the two angels. It was a twin. I don't remember the name. I was trying to write it down when I was writing. I forgot. It was not easy spelling. Um, and one of the, there are many different signs that this archangel is in presence with you. Uh, mainly because if you know anything about sacred geometry, do you know anything about it? No. So like, I think even in, even the movie Transformers, they were kind of like, mm. they were kind of like, um, it was kind of like indirectly trying to talk about it. Uh, Metatron's cube. So like Metatron's cube is an actual shape. It's like a, it's, it's, it's a crystalline. I can't get into details about this, but. Um, yeah, don't worry about it. Cause I'm not, I'm not an expert on this topic, but. Yeah. It's, um, it's a spiritual shape that. Uh, the cube. Yeah. That's from the movie Transformers. It is, but they yeah. this is they that's where they got the idea from. Right, right. That's why I'm like it it's indirectly talking about it. I'll have to and, watch the uh that Transformers movie again. That's not the first one, I don't think. No, that is the first one. That one's the first one, the cube? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, like some some signs that uh this angel is present. Uh, when you're trying to release, talk like one of this one of his role. Oh, whoops! One of his roles of Archangel Metatron is to release toxic ties, to release, release toxic patterns, and to release subconscious patterns or ties as well. Ah, uh, so, toxic. Interesting. Yeah, and like some symbol, symbolic uh, references. So like nightmares. Possibly. Kinda. I'm trying to figure out which one. I didn't write it down because I was trying to remember which one is linked to dreams, and I think it's Archangel Metatron is linked to dreams okay. because um, in the for spiritual... good or bad, though, right? Because a lot of dreams are good. Not like you know, I'm bringing up nightmares, but yeah, okay, it's I've good, got it's good or Enoch. bad. Good or bad dreams. Okay. So yeah, um, so just just so you know, I've got my. Dead Sea Scrolls out and that's the book of Enoch is in the Dead Sea Scrolls and also like next is like the book of the giants um there's words of the archangel Michael maybe is that one of the archangels yes he's one of the most important archangels because he's he's the one about in like um they talk about him in like the last chapter in the bible of revelations I don't know where else yeah. they talk about him, but they talk they talk about him a little bit. Well, right here. Archangel Michael. Yeah, he's in Revelation. Um he might be in Daniel too, the book of Daniel. From... Yeah. So Archangel Michael is the angel of protection. Uh also yeah. known as he who is as God. Well, okay. So right now in the age of Aquarius, which is this is the age we're in, is the age of information. Um, okay. So I didn't know we we're in the age of Aquarius. We are in the age of Aquarius right now. Uh, Twenty. You know that that song, the age of Aquarius. No. You don't know that song. I don't. That's all right. 
people Who's it by? that song. I don't know. It's like some old seventies song, but it's in the movie Forty Year Old Virgin. Oh, like okay. at the end, they all sing it together. So it's like it's it's funny, but it um, that's where I heard the song through. But it's like older. Yeah. It's like sixties or seventies or something. Okay. Yeah, but the age of a craze lasts like I think it lasts a long time. I don't know exactly, okay. like over a hundred, maybe even a couple hundred years. So like we'll be in it for a while. What was the uh, last age? Do you know? I wish I knew. I did not. I do not know. It's before. It would be. I think it would go according to the zodiac signs. So you could search that up while I'm getting information on the archangel Michael. Okay. I, I know a little bit about Michael if it's the one from uh, Revelation and Daniel. I'm pretty sure that's the one that sees Daniel on the river. So Daniel like fasts and prays for seven days to talk to God. And then eventually the angel, I'm pretty sure it's Michael. It might be Gabriel, but I think it's Michael comes to him and says like, um, I tried to come uh, to you earlier, but I was held up in another place. That that whole story throws a really weird twist into um, like a Christian understanding of what angels are. It's funny because I've gone to church a lot and nobody's really ever discussed much about angels and like what they do, uh, if they're even real and like what their presence is in in things we do or in our dreams we have, even though like the Bible's littered with Angels well, doing things and coming to people and stuff. Some pe- people see the angels in different ways. Like some people experience angels as a feeling. Some people experience angels yeah. as light orbs. Like they'll see light orbs. And I've actually recently discovered one person that I follow on Instagram. And she was saying like, I saw angels, like physical angel with wings. And it was, it was, it was so like, she was like, like, so like shocked. Cause like, usually she doesn't experience it like that, even though she's used to like experience angels like regularly, but she wasn't sure if they actually had wings and they actually, she, that's what she experienced. So. Okay. I just read this quick little thing on the age of Aquarius. The theme for the age of Aquarius is brotherhood. Most estimates agree that the age started in the year 2000. So like just started. It is gradually starting and will come in full power within the next 2000 years, it says. So that's interesting. See if we could figure out what the age before this age is. Yes. What age was before Aquarius? I will put in. Well, that's interesting what you say about the angels and stuff. So all, what I'm saying is that like um, growing up in the Christian tradition, I've mm-hmm. heard people like talk about angels or at least recognize their existence, but never like give detail about it or like what they do or like the power they have or, you know, uh, the forms they may take or like, I don't know how they do intercede in our life. I wanted to talk about a dream I had that I experienced angels. And in the dream, okay. it was just like so real. Like they were, they were these angels. Um, Cause like I said before in a dream, like you don't even question something like that. Um, yeah. We the age was the age of Pisces. Ah, makes sense. It goes by Zodiac signs. So like, if you know the order. Yeah. So it says Pisces uh, was from the year one to 2000 so 2000 years so what what is the uh characteristics of that age uh this time coincides with the age of christ and christianity that's what it says oh okay so uh should i say that dream i had go ahead yeah oh we could talk more about this too the book of enoch I want to take a quick glance over it after, but I'll, I'll, I'll say the dream. So I was in, it started with me being in a neighborhood and it was a really like dark neighborhood. Um, like uh, there was a lot of people, it wasn't like dark physically, like it just, the spirit there seemed very dark. Um, 
there was kids smoking weed on the street and stuff like that. And there were like these vendors kind of like overtaking the street. Everybody was walking. The buildings were um, in decent order. And then as I was walking, I saw this very, very nice building. It caught my attention. Like it was, there was like diamonds and stuff all over the place. And I came up to it and this guy started talking to me. And for some reason, he stole my wallet or something. He stole something from me and started running. I chased him into a mall and up into stairs. And then as I opened the door, I entered like into a new dimension of some sorts. And there was a staircase. And I started going up the staircase. And on each floor, there was different like levels of, of things going on. Like I could tell this was something otherworldly, like a, another world I kind of stepped in. Um, yeah. I remember in one door I opened, uh, there was animals that were like, like stuffed animals, but were alive and moving around. And I like left that one. There was another one where there was uh, like cockroaches and bees. And um, I like, I don't know if I turned the light on or something, but somehow they got on my hand and started stinging my hand. I didn't wake mm -hmm. up, but I, I remember feeling pain in the dream. And I think that could be also, I want to talk about the connection of physical pain and how that can connect to nightmares and too. Uh, but like, I feel like maybe at that point I slept on my hand or something. You know how your hand can, when it falls yeah. asleep, it can go kind of like tingly. That's like the feeling it felt, but it, it was painful in the dream. And I do think that dreams kind of heighten our pain receptors or the feeling of it. But anyways, then in this one room I went into, uh, and I guess this can get, this will get graphic. Like I go into this room and it's kind of like a small movie theater. And there's like some kind of pornography movie going on. And, mm -hmm. um, and I walk down and there's this angel having sex with somebody on like in front of it. And she talked to me and I talked to her and uh she told me her name and i like left i was i was frightened in that room it was very like frightening i left that room and then i started going up more stairs and i entered into this room that kind of looked like uh it kind of looked like the room of a teenager or something right like it was kind of dirty there was plates and stuff i remember like taking off my shoes and i started talking to these um, people who were angels. I forget how I knew they were angels, but they started talking to me. And I don't remember the entire gist of the conversation, but this dream, like, even though I'm kind of giving you parts of it, all these different scenes, it felt like an eternity I was in, right? Like, you know, like, yeah. uh, cause time doesn't really exist in dreams the same way. And it felt like so much was happening in this whole dream. Um, and so I immediately wrote it down in my journal to like, try to capture all of what I could remember because it was long. Um, and these, these angels start talking to me. And, and I remember one specific conversation that we had about it was, um, was the fact that I have felt that uh, I have been saved by angels before. Like I can think of one time where I smoked a tree on, an, uh, on a quad. It kinda, I lost control yeah. of it and I flew off a cliff and I hit a tree. And like, I should have died, man. Like I, if that tree wasn't there, I would have like sailed off a cliff. And the fact that it was there and I hit it hard and I scrambled back up, we went and got guys to come uh, pull the quad out because it was so far down. Like we needed a winch to get it. I was with my friends. They're all concerned about me because like uh, it was a pretty scary scene. And the guys who came to help us pull it out, they're like, where's the guy? I'm like, oh, I'm right here. And they like, I remember the guy looking at me like, like, are you okay? Like, do you need to go to the hospital or something? Like they couldn't believe the, the accident I had. And I felt in that moment, like an angel saved me like that. Yeah. Uh, how it all happened, how I scrambled. Cause like I started falling down this cliff after I hit the tree and I scrambled up, but it wasn't like me. I wasn't, you know, I, it was all a flash to me. And suddenly I was on the road. And I do think an angel saved me in that moment. But in this dream, for this stuck with me. We were having a conversation and they said, um, we've saved you before. And I said, and I said, yes, you have. Like, I can remember three times you saved me. 
Um, and they're like, no, actually it's five. We've saved you five times. And it mm -hmm. was just such an interesting conversation. And I ended up having to go, I forget how they got me to leave, but it's like, yeah, I guess I got to go back down. And like, uh, I just walked down and I remember, um, coming back onto the streets where my dream had started before, but like leaving the area and coming up to a house that had, um, it was like now the scene kind of changed more to a rural and like all my friends were there. There was like a party going on. All my friends were there and I was just coming with like a glow, like, a, like because of what happened that I met these angels, even though there was so much like, it was so much like a nightmare, like so many things going on like a nightmare. Um, but I was just after that encounter with the angels, I came back just feeling like on top of the world, feeling so good. And everybody was like, whoa, what happened to you? Like you and I just couldn't even explain it to them. But that was my dream. Um, I've had some much more like nightmarish kind of dreams. But that one was one that really stuck with me. That happened about um, maybe like six, six months ago to a year ago, like within the last year that one came yeah so do you do you remember the name of that angel like if if i would like I, the 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 um i was looking for my notebook with it in it for some reason i didn't write it in my dream journal i wrote it in a different one do you think it started with a u i quickly started looking for it because i wrote down i definitely wrote down the name of the the sex one i wrote down that name but I don't remember if, if they told me their names, uh, the other ones, or if I did write it down. But I remember the name of the one. Did it start with a U? Like, Was I don't it know. Uriel? No. No, not Uriel. Something with a P, I think, for the girl, for sure. Uriel doesn't strike me. Okay. It's, I've got so many notebooks on here. I can't believe... That dream was so significant, and I didn't, like, put it in my dream journal. I will find it. I forget the name of her. But the I don't think I wrote down? down the names. Yeah, I don't think I wrote down the names of the other two. So how many angels was in that dream? Three total, um, but maybe a fourth. Like, when I was in the room speaking with, I think it was two. There might have been a third, but I'm pretty sure it was two. I probably wrote mm -hmm. it down and I can't find it. Like the dream's still so vivid. It was such a crazy dream. And I wrote down so like even more details, but I couldn't find it before when I started looking. I know it's, it's somewhere. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. We don't have to really go into it. But the names yeah. mean something significant is what you're saying. Well, Arc Archangel Gabriel yeah. uh, stands for God is my strength. So, and it's also Archangel Gabriel's nor male nor female, if you didn't know that. Right. So, that they, they, some people determine them as male, some people determine them as female, but it they don't have, doesn't have a gender at all. I'm going to check uh, Daniel. To see which angel talks to him. Gabriel. In which, in which book is this? In the book of Daniel, Gabriel comes to him. His body, okay. His body was like barrel, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished bronze in color, the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. Okay. When I, I was, so, yet I heard the sound of his words, and while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face, with, the face to, with my face to the ground. So he was like sleeping on his face to the ground, having, uh, and this is Gabriel having Gabriel come to him. Sorry. Say again. Yeah. That's Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, look at this. Then he said to me, 
Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your hearts to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. There's this battle going on. Somehow that keeps um, Gabriel from coming to meet Daniel, even though he set out to do that 21 days earlier. Um, but anyways, he comes. He needed help from Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Well, so that's that's something I I thought about is like, you know, I've never heard this like really spoken about in church. I've heard like, you know, um speaking about angels and stuff like that. Maybe it's more in like Catholicism because I know in Catholicism there's a lot more emphasis on angels and what they do. Right? What's Catholicism? Catholic? Oh, okay. Um, there's like, you know, you'll light candles for uh for angels to do things and stuff like that. You'll pray things to angels and stuff. But you know, I grew up Protestant and we never discussed really what angels do or you know, or how we might communicate with them or that kind of thing. But yeah, I, I haven't been in like when I was in catechism like a long time ago. I don't remember any of it. Like I don't remember any of the things well, I'm we just going were to taught about angels. Too. I don't even really know. I, I, that's from what I understand from really the movies I watch, I guess. Um, I've got friends who are Catholic, but I've never really talked about these kind of things with them. Yeah. I've kind of found like my whole life, a lot of people don't, you know, want to talk about religion or you know, like the otherworldly or a lot of people just kind of slough it off as nothing, like not meaning anything, right? This is the only world. This is what we see, what exists. So that might be a good transition into this, this idea of like other senses. So sure. I've, uh, I remember when I was in high school, I remember thinking this. I think I was 17, I was either 16 or 17, and I thought this idea of like, you know, if I was born blind, how would I know like what color was or what vision was? I just thought like the fact that we have five senses to perceive the world, um, if one of those was gone, like vision, wouldn't we just assume that there's then four senses to perceive the world? Right, like we wouldn't, how could you, if you, if, if like uh, the human species didn't, never were able to visually see anything, why would we assume there's anything more than four senses, right? So for us to sit here and say, there's five senses, and that's like, that's that, that's what reality is. Uh, to me, it seems like, well, what if we're missing something and we don't even know because we like how could we even know right you get what i'm saying with that yeah i understand like uh how do we know that there are only five senses or or four senses if we didn't have vision we didn't have the other sense right like how would we know how 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 are we so limited to just the five senses if we if we don't even know the other ones exist we couldn't yeah what i'm saying is like if you didn't have vision you couldn't know what vision was and so maybe we're missing a sense that we don't even know what could be right yeah so i want to get into mm -hmm. the senses of uh, they're, they're, I don't know how you, I get their, they call them clair, clair, clair senses, I guess. There's different types of clair senses. So, um, there's clairvoyance, which is, I've um, heard that before. I don't know what that means though. Clairvoyant, clairvoyant, sorry. Um, 
So clairvoyant is like the power of seeing or knowing about things that are not present to the senses. Oh. Hmm. What does Urban Dictionary say? A person who can tell the future, a person who can tell the future of events without using their senses. Hmm. So what I wrote down from my notes, I got this from a YouTuber. Um, I think I got it from two different YouTubers. One's called Ralph Smart. And the other one is um, Stargirl, the Practical Witch, which is, she's, uh, she's really into this type of stuff. Anyway, so Clairvoyant is like an oracle slash guru. Right. Um, people who can judge people well. People who can, who dreams, who their dreams become manifested. Um, if your third eye chakra is open. Did you see my third eye before? Have I showed you that? What? My third eye? No, I didn't see that. Ah. No. Nice. Not up here, though, where it should be, but I didn't want to get a, a head tattoo. <laughs> yeah. So clair, clairvoyance is one of the six senses. That's the, that's the knowing one. Um, another one. So how do they describe it? Like somebody who has clairvoyance? Clairvoyance, sorry? Clairvoyance. Yeah, how, like if somebody has clairvoyance, how would they describe it? They use, they use the word I see a lot. So if you say I see often, um, you might have clairvoyant. Uh, also, daydreams a lot. Deja vu. Deja vu, yeah, okay. Hard to sleep um, at night. Hey, this all sounds like me. Yeah, I know, but like, it's, it's hard to... I have a lot of deja vu. I daydream. Well, I don't really daydream. I'd say I have trouble sleeping, though. But I do have some pretty vivid dreams. Is that on there? No, no. Creator, artist. So if you're like, if you create a lot of things, and you're like an artist, then you might might be clairvoyant. I don't. These are just a like. Lot, but I'm. Yeah. Kind of. Well, I guess so. I think. I think I create ideas, generate them. And here's another one. Okay, cool. Here's the next. The next one is clairsentience, which okay. is like a more of a feeling type of feeling, feeling healer type of person. So oh, you okay. use the words healer. "I feel" a lot. Sentient. Clairsentience. Yeah, clairsentience. Do you know any? Do I know any people who are clairsentience? Yeah, or clairvoyance. Um. I think my ex was one of these. I'm just trying to figure out which one oh, she yeah. was. So I wouldn't say she was clairvoyance because that's the more of the knowing, but I'm not sure. I can't remember too well. Um, clairsentience, yeah. So you feel vibes, you read, you read vibes. Use the word I feel a lot. Yeah, I wrote, I said that already. Um, okay. A natural empath. So yeah, she probably would be clear, clear sentient. Like, do you know anything about em empathy? Yeah, I've been told I'm an empath. Okay, you want to get but, into that? Um, well, I guess so. I do definitely feel other people's feelings often. Like, uh, I can easily tell when somebody's upset. Um, a lot of the times... It, for me, it feels mostly just like what's present, tone of voice, you know, uh, facial features and stuff like that. But sometimes it's even just like not really verbal. Like they're, it's almost like a signal coming out from them that hits yeah. me, like either of like a, a low or a high. Um, you know, okay. the middle ground, I don't really, you know, I, I can't detect everybody's feelings, but I can certainly like they're, 
there's an energy I definitely feel when somebody's like either really high or really low for sure. Or there's like a situation like something yeah. was said or something was done and there's like an energy that kind of comes out in, in, intensely. And clear audience is the psychic hearing ability. So you might hear humming, ringing in your ears often. Um, that Whenever you hear humming or ringing in your ears, it usually means that spirits are talking to you. Like, that's mm. for anybody. That's for humming anybody. Or... Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I really get rings much. I, mean, I, I get it quite often, actually. Yeah, we've spoken before about uh, schizophrenia, too. Um, did that happen a lot? When Did what happen a lot? Did you get, like, uh, humming or, like, voices or... No, I no? Never, I've never gotten voices before. Except, well, except for when I overdosed on my medication, and that was a different story, but... Yeah. Well, because that's a high characteristic of schizophrenia too, is like auditor, auditory things, right? Yeah. And even sometimes like hallucinations and stuff. Yep. Schizophrenia is a very interesting phenomena, wouldn't you say? Like a lot of people yeah. get it. There's medication for it and whatnot. Um. But think about like before we had medication. Well, some people who are who who hallucinate, who like naturally see things that aren't there, are not schizophrenic. They just have a heightened sense of things. Yeah, well, uh, that that's very fine and well. I'm thinking just like. The fact that we know that schizophrenia is a thing and um, that people can hear voices and, and, that, and that clearly other people have had hallucinations and stuff like that. Uh, I'm wondering, like, without the medications we have now, like, how much more prevalent it was to, for somebody to have that and, and how they dealt with it back then. Like, a lot of people thought it was spirits and stuff like that, right? Like, uh getting taken over by angels or demons. Um, yeah, demons, back in like the medieval times possibly, yeah. Well, like from like all of history, really, as far as I can tell, like the Christian traditions sees stuff like that. Like Jesus uh, exercised demons that were in people. Um, and we're just coming out of the Christian age. Like we just read. So that's at least 2,000 years of that kind of thinking. Uh, and if not before, like what did other people, how did, how did ancient cultures deal with somebody who was schizophrenic? Because we know it's like a real thing and I'm sure it happened all the time. And we've got examples of it in the Bible. What about in other ancient cultures and what did they do with it? And they probably thought the same thing, like spirits or, or uh, demons maybe, I don't know. We haven't talked about the demon side of spirits. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it in this. Okay. In this one, because I didn't really do too much research on that. We'll keep it positive. I like that. Yeah. Okay, the next one I was saying clear audience. Yeah, hearing. Uh, using the word I hear a lot. If you talk to yourself a lot, thinking to yourself a lot, you might be clear audience. Um, Motivational people or vibrational uplifters. So those are people who are maybe clairaudient. And uh, the next one is claircognition. Cognition. Yeah, claircognition is knowing things before they happen. Uh, knowing about something before you know what's going to happen. It's different from clairvoyant so claircognition is like like watching a movie and knowing what's going to happen before it happens yeah i feel like i get that sometimes like but it's kind of like the deja vu thing like i always question it though 
I'm always like, did I though? Like, did I really think that? Or did that actually happen? Was that just a thought? I don't know. I do feel that sometimes. And I'm not just trying to become all these things, but maybe I am uh, some kind of clairvoyant. Perhaps that's happened. So I think anyways, I changed a lot after I kind of started uh, believing in God and, um, and, uh, you know, like shifting my, uh, my personality towards that, right? Like when I was younger and when I like first became a father and stuff, I didn't really believe in anything. I just kind of like lived my life and cared about myself. And then when I was 22, might've been 21. I think I was 22 though. I had like a conversion. Like I, um, I encountered God kind of thing and it changed me. And I remember I, uh, I, I pray and I like my, the type of prayer I do. How did you encounter God exactly? Uh, it was a feeling. It was, um, I've had a couple, like, uh, there's one specific one that I, that might be a good thing to bring up this first one I always doubted even after like oh well maybe it was just the state I was in like I was having a hysteric state you know uh, it was right after me and um, my daughter's mother broke up and like I moved out and I was like I was depressed I was in a very bad state uh, I didn't really know what to do and I uh, I remember searching for my mom's uh, sir, sorry, from my Bible that my mom gave me when I was a kid. Uh, I don't know why I thought it would even be there, but it was. I went looking for it and found it. And I just started reading and I just like kind of um, like realized like this is what I needed. And I kind of like, I had this moment where like I fell down crying, just like having in a huge kind of emotional outpouring. And I felt the presence of God. Like there, there, within me and around me, something felt different that I hadn't felt ever before. And I always looked back on that and like questioned like, you know, was it God? Was it my emotions kind of stirring Um, and kind of, and that kind of idea. But then there was another time where uh, I like, I was in bed and I was having another, I was in another difficult emotional state. And I was lying in bed and this was when I was like in my searching times. I was kind of like, I believe in God, but like, I'm, I I need more. Like I need to see what other cultures think about God. Like, what is God? Like, can we even wrap our heads around something like this? And is it, is it even real? And I was just kind of like going through so many like doubts. Yeah. I was, I was doubting uh, like even the existence of God. And, um, and I was lying in my bed and I, like, I was crying, like, just cause uh, you know, I've battled depression and, and like, I've always struggled with just existing and, um, and I was really having a hard time with this, like not knowing if, if there is a God, like, what am I doing? And like, does anything matter? Like, does my life even matter? And those kind of things. And in that moment, I, I like, I prayed. I was like, God, I need to know, like, right now, if you exist, like, I need you to show yourself. And instantly, like, as soon as I prayed that, mm-hmm. and I said it like out loud. And normally, like, when I pray, um, it's more like in my head, or kind of like just like a lot of times, it's not even like really praying. It's just like meditation, or like just trying to stay connected with God, um, or like thinking of gratitude what I'm thankful for and and like just being grateful for things but in this moment my body instantly like kind of froze I felt this feeling I'd never felt before and this was a few years ago I was probably 26 or so um and I had, I had this feel, maybe 25 and I had this feeling kind of surge up my body and I couldn't move and mm. the closest like I remember this very vividly the closest feeling I could describe it to was fear like like I was instantly in fear but it wasn't fear itself like it was something I uh, uh, an emotion I had never felt before 
and it surged up in my body and I and like I started like panic breathing and I and it must have lasted like maybe two or three seconds it felt long like it felt, felt like, like you were getting choked ten. right yeah it felt like it should have been at least like 10 seconds it wasn't like no I was still breathing though like I was but it was just like very like so intense that the breaths were like staggered and not not really working and I and then I said like okay stop stop like I said stop and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden like I felt it flush out and then I took a breath I remember taking a breath and then all of a sudden it came right back up again like in the same manner and it, I felt the same and like instantly I didn't like fight it really I just like uh, because I experienced it right before I was like no 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 stop stop like I just couldn't handle whatever it was and um to me, I kind of took that as a sign, as like um, a lot of us want to see these things, like want to see angels or or see God, um, but I don't think we can even really handle it. Like, no, you know, there's there's stories in the can. Bible. What's that? Some people can. Some people can, yeah. But in that moment, I like I felt like that was what the lesson was for me anyways that you know i've i've i had an initial experience of god that was positive and that changed my life around and i had uh i had been praying and like dedicating my learning towards like what is god like what does he want from me what should i do how should i live my life like what would um be for the betterment of myself and for god and for others and that kind of thing um, but I never like truly encountered like something that I could like t say like this is true. I I know this to be true, and then this was like just a, a small glimpse of I think what God is, and I could hardly even handle that. You know, like if this is God showing Himself to me, it was Him showing me in like like just like okay, like kind of like shut up now, Nathan. Like here I'm real, but you like you're asking for something you can't handle. Yeah. You know what I mean by that? And I couldn't. Like, it, the, the, I don't know, I was just surgery. It was weird. I've had a lot of weird things happen to me. I'm some, I think I'm some kind of clairvoyant. Like, you know, I, I would never claim to be anything, um, like, you know, predict the future or anything like that. Like, I can't um, do do that but I can I do think I have a good grasp of people's feelings and stuff like that I do feel like I've been uh I've had some very interesting dreams that have at least changed me uh and like influenced me and I don't know all these things are very real to me now but a lot of people I know um like aren't even willing to look into what the connections really are, you know, like, and if it could be real, I think a lot of people are afraid of this kind of stuff too, though. Don't you think? Yeah, I agree with that. Like people just, people can't handle, um, what they don't know. Yeah. You know, I do, I do really think that's where fear comes from the unknown. And so people would rather just like pretend that it doesn't exist. and somebody like me is an idiot, you know, which uh, I don't know. I think well, you're, you're not an idiot. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. I don't think I'm stupid, but uh, sometimes, sometimes I feel like that uh, when, when I think things that I'm, that um, other people reject, you know, like, or, even though I know I'm not an idiot, if somebody treats me like I am, sometimes it makes me feel like an idiot. But uh, not always. I think the, the quarantine's kind of getting to me too. I'm really tired today anyways. Well, what else do you want to talk about? To... I wanted to talk about time, space, and space-time. Like, yeah. uh, I'm not an expert on this topic, but I wanted to quote Dr. Joe Dispenza. Okay which he talks about, I don't know if this is, I'm getting this in the right order, but in, in space time, which is, I think that's the one that we're in right now is, is 
it's like the four dimensions, right? I read the time machine when I was young and I remember there's more dimensions so cool. than four dimensions. But anyway, I know the fourth, know. the fourth dimension is time. Yeah. So exactly. So what's the fifth dimension then? The fifth dimension is where all dimensions exist. The fifth dimension is the multiverse. So if you want to get what all dimensions exist, what about the sixth dimension? The sixth dimension is a different dimension. I think there's only 12 different dimensions that are known, but the, the fifth dimension is where all dimensions exist. So like, for example, like when, whenever there's afterlife, you have to get to the fourth dimension, which is just time. And to get to the fourth dimension, you have to be nobody, nowhere, no thing. You can't be anything. So once you're dead, you're nothing. Then you okay. you do you transit you transition into time, which brings you to the fifth dimension. Wouldn't you kind of consider like consciousness the fifth dimension? Like so I remember reading the time machine. And you okay. know, other than that, I don't really know a whole lot about dimensions or anything like that. But it explained that um, three dimensions is like, you know, length, width, height. And they explained that the fourth dimension is time because for out, for without the fourth dimension time, the three dimensions couldn't exist. And then so I thought like, well, then how does time exist? Like what, what makes time exist? And, and then I, I think, well, doesn't our perception... Yeah, doesn't consciousness make that exist? Yeah. So I thought like, that was the fifth dimension. No, that's not the fifth dimension. <laughs> <laughs> that's my version of the fifth dimension. But the fifth dimension, you have to watch the video. I highly suggest watching. I mean, like you, you have okay. to subscribe to Gaia, though. Either have to subscribe oh. to Gaia or... Does it cost money? Yeah, it does. It's like 14-something a month. Can I watch it at your place? You can, but right now we're in quarantine, so... I know, another time. Another time, yeah. How long is it? Uh, about, I think it's 25 minutes, maybe half an hour. You can't find them on YouTube? Uh, maybe YouTube? clips of it, but I'm not 100% sure. I wouldn't... I mean, like, you can try. I'm growing a beard, Sean. Nice. I'm really excited <laughs> It looks about good. It. Yeah, thanks. I can't grow I, a beard. I get, I just, it just looks like terrible hair. I, I usually have, like, I've always had a beard. Uh, when we started the podcast, I had the mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just, I was just keeping that going from uh, November. This November, I went like straight right just down to the mustache. And I just felt like, oh, why not? I'll keep the mustache going. But, but do you have to trim it? Like, I don't understand no, how beards work. I never, I, I never did. Oh, f- for the beard though, I will like maybe every, um, for a bit, I probably won't trim it just to grow it out. But then like, if I get a haircut, I'd maybe trim it or like every second haircut, just like uh-huh. clean it up, not even trim it, just clean it up. That's what, even what I'd say to the barber, right? And they just take like any of the kind of hairs that are poking out. Have you been cutting your own hair? No, I haven't. I haven't cut it since uh, the whole thing happened. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of just like going caveman. I might shave it all off. I don't know. Up to you. Do you have a razor? We'll like a... Uh, I've got uh, one with like... Yeah, I've got like a trimmer. Nice. Yeah. So I might do something. I don't know. I might grow it out. Because this is going to be like the last opportunity for me to grow up my hair because I'm balding, right? So, uh, so I want to get like a, Yeah, I'm thinning. So, I know what you can do to grow your hair better. There's, I mean, like, there's probably food you can eat, but I don't know how much maybe going to help. Maybe food, maybe a shampoo or something. I mean, you got to be careful with those shampoos. Some shampoos actually make it worse. Yeah. Fair enough. I I don't shampoo often. Um, 
because as far as I'm concerned, the natural oils of the hair are better for the hair than shampoo. Yeah, that's probably to... why I'm losing hair in the back of my head. Well, I um when I was uh when I was in high school, my hair like it was like it was never nice. It was never soft. And I shampooed it. And then like when I kind of stopped shampooing, it's like like it's soft now. Like uh because I don't shampoo it very often. I kind of just let the natural oils go. I tr when it gets oily, that's when I wash it. Yeah. And I'll use conditioner too now. I want to talk next time about past life regression or past lives, Whoa. life death. Uh, All right. Karmic that's lessons. Um, past lives and karmic lessons. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so do you think some people are like rewarded now for their past lives and stuff? I guess we'll talk uh, about that next time. But... Yeah, we'll talk about it next time because I'm yeah, not Yeah, I guess I'll have to think about it. I've never really thought about that. I don't know if I really believe in karma very much. Like in, well, oh man, we'll just have to talk about it next time. That's tough. Yeah. There's a lot to say on karma. Okay, we'll end it here. Okay, cool. And we'll talk about that next, I don't know, yeah, maybe next so week. Yeah, so we're signing off. Uh, I'm Nathan. And I'm Sean. Nice to see you all. Uh, thanks for checking this out. And go check out our other stuff. All right. All right.